Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to, to the broadcast podcast here to John 316 Ministries. Uh, this evening's episode, we're just going to pick up kind of where we left off last week. Uh, I've got with, got with us today here, my lovely little woman. Uh, I want to welcome her to the program. We're going to go ahead and uh, have a word of prayer, and then we're going to take off on the, on the, on the message. Our precious Heavenly Father, we come to you here this evening. We want to thank you, Lord, for this chance to uh, to come uh, and be on this uh, message here today. Pray that this, uh, this uh, message is going to bring uh, glory to your name, Lord Jesus. We're thankful, Lord, uh, to be able to do this. We pray this in your name, Lord. Amen. All right, here we go. want to go ahead there, hon, and uh, start off with what you have there. Okay, this is just a question and answer, and of them um few of the questions that i know i had when i first got saved um even though i was raised in church all my life um i didn't really find god until i was married and um got back in church even though i had had been a member of churches and um my mom and dad praised me in churches but I didn't really live the life I should have lived when I was a teenager. I got away from it. When I first got married, I got away. I really got away from God. And I did come back about the age of um, probably when I was about 26. I think we, I came back to God. And um, my husband was never raised in church either. So we started going back to a church that I had attended before we got married and we went there for a few years and then um, we um, got to we was living our life um, for Christ and I just got a few questions Um, one of them is how can I know I'm saved if I don't feel anything Um, salvation is not dependent on your um, on necessarily feeling different but on the promise of God, sometimes you don't feel different. Um, you don't like feel like you're saved or you question if you're saved. Just as long as you pray um, your prayer and ask God to come into your life, God's going to be there with you. He, You're saved. You don't have to worry about anything. Um, and he does, um, he does say, um, Jesus does say behold i stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door i will come in and dine with them and they with me and that's in revelations 320. well it's it's kind of like what you said there hon because uh uh i got saved there at the uh, union christian church where we all went and i remember getting up uh, from the altar and i thought well i ain't even got a tear in my eye and and Pastor Weldon, he looked at me and he said, don't worry about it. He said, not everybody gets up and they're all just uh, teary-eyed. He said, it's, uh, you know, he kind of explained to me, like you're saying, that, that it ain't a matter of uh, getting up all choked up. You know, you you get up sometime and you're just walk back to your seat and it's like nothing happened. But but it did happen. You know, you feel it in your heart. You do feel different whenever, uh, whenever you uh, go to the altar and get saved like that and lay everything down. Yeah, you do, and a lot of it's having him to, and he starts convicting your heart as things you used to do, and you'll notice that um, you don't feel the same when you 
um, might get hurt. You might hurt yourself or something, and you um, say words you're not supposed to say, and they just automatically come out of your mouth because you're not used to watching your mouth. Mm-hmm. And um, I know a lot of that happened with me um, when I got, you know, got saved again and started going back to church and uh, rededicated my life. Um, at first, my I really had to watch my mouth. Um, I did have a bad mouth on me. So when I'd get hurt, something might just fly out of my mouth. And then I would be like, Glenda, you shouldn't have said that. You know, that's wrong. You shouldn't say that. You need to really, really pray about it and have God to to help you to walk, to not say those things when you get hurt or you get mad or whatever and you just fly off the handle. Um, you really need to to watch your watch your words. Well, so. yeah, yeah, that's right. I know a lot of a lot of what you're saying right there, and even and even after you've been saved for a while, and, and some people they think, well, I want to get this straightened out, or I need to clean this up before I before I go up and get saved. You know, a lot of people have the wrong wrong thing on their mind. You know, they got to take care of stuff, but that ain't what he wants. He wants you to come up to the altar with all your baggage. And then let him work on you. you know, some people smoke and some people still drink, you know, but you know, they want to give it up before they go to the altar. That ain't how it works, you know. You go up there and you get help to get rid of the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I got one here. Uh, why do you need why do you need God? Well, what you need God to help you through a lot of the hard times. Just like just like what you've been going through with your RA this this past week and stuff like that. You've been hit really hard with that. Dave, you couldn't get around. And, and if it wasn't for our Lord Jesus, that's why we need him. If it wasn't for him to lean on, you'd be in a lot worse shape. And praise that's God true. for what, how he helped you. That's true. A lot of nights I had to cry out to you to, to pray for me because I hurt so bad that I just wanted to lay in bed and cry. Um, and I was just, it even... The pills I take, the medicine I take, it just, it wasn't doing anything. Um, the only thing that was helping was prayer and just having God to help me, um, help me through it um, because I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I, I, I seen you laying there like that. And a lot of times we say, well, Jesus, why ain't you doing more for her? Well, he's got his reasons why. And, and it's not for us to really question, but yet sometimes as humans, we do ask, why ain't you doing more? Why ain't you helping more? Well, you know, we go through these hard times for a reason. Okay, and um, another question a lot of young people have that have just found God is, um, what if I sin again? Um, we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. Um, God is not going to keep you from sinning because you found God. We're all sinners. We sin every day. Um, we may not mean to, but yeah, we, we, we're human. And God knows that. Um, you are going to, I guarantee you, you're going to sin again. But you do have to ask God to, to come into your, when he comes into your heart, to clean up your life. Don't just go out there and and do things that you used to do and you know, then say, well, I God knows I'm going to sin again. I'll just ask him to clean it up again. He'll do it. 
no, that that ain't how it works. You don't just sin um, because you can, and God will forgive you of it again. But um, you do, you do need to clean up your act and let Him um, convict your heart of things you're doing wrong, and and change them when He convicts your heart. Don't just keep doing them um, and think, well, well, it's okay. It's okay. I'm human. I sin. That it. Yeah. It doesn't work that way, and God need you need to ask God to help you, um, to help you clean up your life, and you really need to um, let your light shine. Um, people's watching you when you, especially when you become a new convert, and they're not used to seeing the old you, and they're like, "Well, see, he didn't, he didn't really get saved. He's gonna act like he always did, or she's, mm-hmm. she's, she's not serious about." Um, giving her life to God, she's she's still acting the way she used to. And believe me, you have those people that'll do that. That watch your, they watch your life more than you watch your own life. Right. Um, they're sitting there just waiting on you to mess up so they can point a finger. Um, and that's when you have to rely on God. It's it's a relationship between you and God. Um, and it's a special relationship between you and God. It's a one on one. It's a one-on-one relationship. So um, just don't pay any attention to the haters and the people out there that's ready to, to you know, point a finger yeah. and want you to act like you used to because you used to be their party buddy. Um, you used to be the one that went out and stayed up all night and went out with them and partied. Um, and now they don't have anybody to party with them because you, you're straightening your life out. So you really have to watch that, that they don't drag you back down into uh, what you used to do. That's right. And, and there's another thing, too, you know, you need to watch. And you, like you said, you just keep repeating your sin. Well, Romans 1, 26, Jesus will get tired of keep, uh, keep on forgiving. Now, it says that he will forgive seven times 77, which is a lot. But then in the Bible, it says that he will get tired of of playing games with you, and he will turn you over to the one that you are worshiping, and, that, and that's that's the devil. You're 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 worshiping him, you're following him, and then you're not following the Lord. And he does get tired, and he will get aggravated with you. So you need to you need to wise up and uh, accept the Lord and change your ways. Um, how many how how much do I need to give up? Well. It, well, the Lord wants you to give up all that all that you can, and, and like we were saying, you, there's times you're not going you're not going to give up everything all all at, all at one time. But He does expect you to make an effort, and, and never He never you make an effort, and you do as much as you can. He picks you up, and He will finish doing what what you're trying to do. You're not in this by yourself, and so many people think that because things ain't going their way. Well, I'm just going to go back to my old my old habits. I'm going to go back to what I was doing because because I'm not getting the help I need. Well, are you are you really trying? Are you really putting all all into it, or are you just giving up a little bit here and a little bit there, thinking, "Oh, that's enough. I I want to stay I want to stay in in the world just enough to where I can go and I can let my hair down and and have a good time every now and then with my buddies." Well, that ain't how it works. You need to give it all up. You need to give it all over to Him, and 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 be saved and start walking the different path. Yeah, God will convict your heart of things that you 
need to give up. He'll make you feel like when you do something wrong, believe me, God will convict your heart of it. And when you when your heart is convicted, you you're not supposed to just keep doing it. Um, you know, you have to turn away from it. Amen. If you're gonna if you want if you're serious about wanting that relationship with God, you have to turn away from sin. You have you can't just keep doing it. When he, especially when he's convicted his heart or convicted your heart of something that you're doing wrong, um, don't just keep doing it and, and thinking that he'll be okay with it because it, it's it's not so. And there's one um, it says, um, "Will God speak to me?" And um, yes, he, he he'll tell you he's. Um, in Psalms 4, um, 46, I can't even read my writing. Anyway, it says, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. So you need to be still. Find that time to meditate and find that time that um, to be quiet with God, um, to let God speak to your heart. And um, when you give everything to him, let him let him. Let you know, speak to him. Let him know that you're willing to give up everything for him. That you want a better life, and that there's joy in following God. Um, your your life will change for the better if you just if you just um, give up everything and follow God. It it makes it a, bit, a lot better life. You you see that your life gets better. Um, your relationships gets better. Your family life gets better. You have so much to gain by following God and nothing to lose. You really, what are you going to lose? The old, your old way that you used to be, the the gossiping um, person that gossiped about everybody and judged everybody and pointed their finger at everybody. Um, that's nothing. That's <clears throat> nothing to lose. I mean, that's everything to lose. Um, when you ask God to come into your life and start living your life for Him. Yeah, you said something a while back, huh, that uh, that really hit me hard because there was times there, were, as well as times maybe you were really going through another flare up with your RA. But and it says, well, I got a question here. Why does Jesus let us go through tough times? And and you said something that would go along with that and. You know, I was getting aggravated. I was getting upset because uh, I was wanting you to be get more relief than what you was getting. But you looked at me and you said, well, it's my cross to carry, my cross to bear. And I never looked at it like that. But sometimes that's why we go through tough times. It We learn from it. We learn when Jesus went through a tough time whenever he was here. And before he ever carried the cross, you know, he went through a, a tough time. People making fun of him, spitting on him. Uh, saying bad things to him, but we go through. He, you know, he went through a tough time, so we can't think that our our road is going to be a bed of roses because because it's not. But we learn from these tough times. We get better. We our faith grows. That's why. That's why there's times. But you you got to remember this. You got to remember, church, that you go through a tough time, but there's light. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. And you got to keep your head up. You got to keep your eyes focused on Him. And there will always go through a tough time, but there's going to be better times just down the road if you just hang on. 
another question is, do I need to join a church? Um, and that question is yes. I mean, it might take you a little time to join a church when you get, um, like when you get believing in God and hearing him speak to your heart and talk to you and get the one-on-one relationship. You do need to be in church. You have that fellow, you need that fellowship. Um, you need that, that pick me up that, um, other people that are following God can give you. You definitely need, um, you need the fellowship. You need somebody you can talk to. You need other believers and, it just uplifts you. Mm-hmm. Church just uplifts you. But all I can say is make sure you get into a Bible-based church that preaches the true, true word of God and don't sugarcoat anything. I and Now, I mean, you really have to watch that when you're choosing a church that you get into a good Bible-believing um, um, church that don't hold back anything because they're afraid they're going to make somebody mad. Right. Um, you really need... Um, to get into a church that really speaks the word of God. And it doesn't matter what denomination it is. It doesn't matter. The one thing that matters is that it's a true church that believes every word of the Bible and um, preaches that. Well, and there's another question, too, that you get uh, asked a lot of times. Do I need to go all the time? Do I need to be there when the doors are open? Well... There's times never you ain't going to be able to make it, but you ain't looking at it in the right way. You need to be there because you never know whenever you're sitting there in that pew and it comes around time maybe to give a testimony and you got something on your heart and you give a good testimony, it may enlighten somebody else. Or maybe or, or, or maybe you're just sitting there and, and somebody get ready to walk out and somebody walks up to you and, and, and just needs a shoulder to lean on. You never know whenever somebody's got a question that only you, God, wanted you there that Sunday to answer this question because you're the one that has the answer for this person. It ain't so much that you need to be there, you need to keep your tie, you need to fill up the pew. You just need to be there so God needs to use you. He needs You, you may have the answer that somebody has had on their heart or mind for a long time and just waiting for the right time to unload it. Uh, is Satan really that bad? You know, a lot of people, a lot of people think that uh, he's he, he's my best friend. You know, uh, you, you hear a lot of people say, "Well, whenever I go to hell, I'm going I'm going to really party up whenever I get there." Well, the party ain't going to be like you think. It ain't gonna be no party, and Satan is all that bad. His his intentions is to take you out and take out and use you to take out as many people as he can. He his his intentions is to is to get as many Christians as many people off the face of this planet before he leaves as he can. Have you got any another question? Huh? Um, and yeah, it's what is faith and. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Um, and that's one thing that you have to put all your faith in God. Um, that's something that really I had to I had to really work on because I did have faith. If anybody asked me if I had faith in God, yes, I'm, God's real. He's there. He speaks to my heart all the time. Um, but then I would, I would give something to God and then I would pick it back up. 
and carry it. I'd be like, well, um, what if God don't really answer this prayer? And I, I have to, I have to worry about and a lot of it was finances, um, finances, health problems and stuff. And you think, well, you know, I can give it to God, but, um, he might not, he might not do it quick enough. He might not give me the money we need to pay this bill or that bill, or he might, you know, um, I could pay, I can give the church this much money, but um, I don't want to give them any more. I have bills to pay. And I learned the hard way that God will take care of you. If you lean on him and have the faith, he will take care of you. Um, you don't have to worry. My mom used to tell me when I was a teenager and even older, she'd say, Glenda, you worry about um, something to worry about. And I did. I was always worried about what was next, what was going to hit me, what what was going to happen next that was going to knock me down. And um, and then I'd pray about it and I'd still worry about it. That was the hardest thing that I had to do was give God everything and be like, well, God will take care of me and God will take care of you. You just have to give it to God. You know, faith can move mountains. Um, you just have to have the faith of a little bitty mustard seed and a mustard seed i don't know if you know you've ever seen a mustard seed it's tiny it's probably i don't probably a grain of salt probably um i would say it's that little yeah but the bible says if you have faith as as big as a mustard seed then you're good i mean and i've had to learn i really had to learn that when I was first saved, I, I that was the hardest thing for me is to give everything God to God and lay it down and not worry, not pick it back up, to just let it go. And he takes care of me every day. Um, he puts joy in my heart. I mean, I could I can't tell you how good it feels to know that I have God walking beside me every day. Amen. It's a lot better than not having him in my life at all. Another good question is, uh, a lot of people uh, really ponder on this, will I know when time is close? Well, I know whenever Jesus is getting ready to come back. Well, nobody really knows whenever he's getting ready to come back, but all you have to do is, all you have to do is, is watch a little bit of the news. Just pay attention to things going on around you. And you can tell that Jesus is trying to get get in everybody's heart and let them know it is getting close. But the thing about it is, everybody thinks, well, I'll just wait till my last breath, lay on my deathbed, and I'll rock and roll, and I'll just have a good time. Until then, you don't know. You ain't guaranteed that last breath. You may get wiped out and at the blink of an eye, and you didn't even know. You didn't see it coming. So don't be foolish in thinking, that you can just wait till the last minute and then and then be saved. But besides that, what does what does Jesus expect of me? Jesus just expects you. He ain't gonna lay anything on you that he can't do. He, if he gives you a calling, he's gonna prepare you with everything you need to do that calling. So don't worry about well, will I be able to do it? You will be able to do it, but you gotta be willing to do it. You gotta give in and give it all up to him. And say, okay, Lord Jesus, here I am. What can I do? 
and he will teach you everything that you need to know. He won't leave you short-handed. Have you got any more, huh? Yeah, another one is, how do I know that God is real? Um, that's a big one that I always, and, I, and everybody questions that, you know, how do you know God is real? But if you give your life to God and give him a chance to come into your life and you listen to him and have him speak to you and speak to your heart and totally um, die out to self and, and have him to totally take over your life, you'll know there's a God. Um, it's just like feeling the wind blow. You can't see him, but you sure know that wind is there. Um, and it's the same way with God. You sure know he's there because there's so much that you can see him get you out of. Um, that he, he works miracles in your life. You will see him do so much um, that you're like, wow, I didn't see that one coming. And it, it'll just blow you away at the, at the stuff God gives you and provides for you and you know the stuff he does for you um just like me one time i was driving along on a road and there was a, a car coming and it was passing another car on a curve and it was coming up like he got in but he was still on my side of the road because it's a real sharp curve and i got over as close as i could and um to the like on the road, I was squeezed over because there wasn't much room to get over. There was a fence there. And this this truck was coming around and it was like taking up my side of the road because it was still trying to get in where it had passed, um, it, the car had passed him. And, uh, but anyway, we were right there and it was just like, I had just closed my eyes because I was like, okay this is you know we're gonna be we're gonna be in a wreck i did not see any way out there was no way out and when i opened my eyes it was like they were past me and we were i i wasn't in a wreck at all and it's like that had to be god that had to be god he was headed right for me i mean inches apart from my car coming on my side that and I did not have room for all of us to get off the road, and the other side didn't either because it was a fence there too. And I was like, "This had to be God. There was there was no way. There was no way out. No way at all." And I was like, "Thank you, Jesus. You just got me out of that wreck. I mean, to still still today, I'm baffled. I still." think about sitting there and I think where did that how did that get by me how did that truck another car get by me without us all three getting three wide on a two-lane road yeah three wide on a two-lane yeah that's what we were and it's a little country road anyway I mean it ain't a, it wasn't the highway and I still think about that and I think well I know it had to be God but I just wish I'd have kept my eyes open so I could have seen how I got out of that because there was no way. There was no way. Amen. That pretty much just answered the, the question, uh, how can I believe in someone I can't see or feel? That's exactly right. You know, you just, you just pretty well answered that.
Well, you do. You you don't see him, but you do feel him. Yeah. I mean, you feel. Well, you do see the miracles that he does, just like that. If you'd have kept your eyes open, or or other times, you, know, you would have seen. You would have seen his, his big hand taking care of these things. Yeah, and and that same way with you know you do feel him. Um, it's it's just amazing when you're sitting in church and uh, you're listening. It can be a song you're listening to, or or um, you know preacher preaching a sermon or anything, and your toes kind of get stepped on, and you're like pulling your toes back because you're like, okay, God, I hear you. This one's for me today. I, I hear every word you're you're saying to me, or in in a song that blesses you beyond imagine anything more than you can imagine. I mean, it just blesses you so much. Well, any other kind of music don't do that for you. I can listen to country music all day, and why you know there is songs I like country music songs. I'm not saying anything about country music or any other kind of songs, but it doesn't bless you like an old fashioned hymn or a new song, a new um, song that you hear on the radio. Um, and you just get blessed and you're like, wow, it just, it knocks your socks off. <laughs> so, and um, you know, you just, you feel him so much, you know, he's there because you feel him and I can't tell you how much um, that means to me when I do get blessed like that. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling that I can't explain. Amen. Well, that's pretty well uh, the program for today. We want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and listening. And I want to thank uh, my wife here, Glenda, for being here today and uh, invite you to to come in and listen in on some more of our programs on uh, Wednesdays. And uh, we've got a program coming up for Sunday, the Sunday service. And you're all welcome to tune in and give a listen. So uh, uh, um, we just want to say um, Jalen will be back. She's um, She couldn't make it today to this podcast. Um, but she will be back um, and with Dennis. And I just had to take her place. And I know... I'm not as good as she is. This is my first time I've done it. So I just hope everybody does give it a listen. And more than that, give your life to God. You don't have anything to lose. You have everything to gain by finding God. Um, I just can't stress that enough that um, everybody needs God in their life. And I think God made us that way. He made us to want. We don't feel complete. I never did feel complete. I felt lonely um, before I found God. Um, I felt lonely, and there was a loneliness, a loneliness there that my kids didn't feel, my husband didn't feel, um, my mom didn't feel. I mean, they were all good. I can't say anything about them. You know, I love my family. I was raised in a, with a good parents. Um, that love God and, you know, taught me right from wrong. And, but until I found him myself um, and was serious about my relationship with him and I found him, then I wasn't complete. I was lonely. Um, and I, I can't explain it. What 
that felt like to me, but I didn't feel complete. I suffered from depression. Um, I had all kinds of image problems and everything else and trying to make people happy. And I, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't keep everybody happy. So it started, you know, weighing on me. I got, I really got depressed. And, but when you find God, it just like, the sky just opens up and you're blessed so much. And you, you have him in your life to lean on, to go to. Um, he's your closest friend. And it's just, it, you just feel complete. You feel complete with him in your life. You don't, you don't feel like you're lonely anymore, even when you're with a family. Um, you, you just feel so complete because you have him right there with you all the time. Mm -hmm. He's just a breath away. And I do ask you that if there's anybody out there that's thinking about getting out, finding a church, finding God, you know, um, yeah, you have nothing to lose. You have everything to gain. You have your life to gain. Man. What are you, you going to do when he comes back again? What have I lost? If I if I follow God and, and die tomorrow and don't, you know, there is no God, I've not lost anything. But if I die tomorrow and God is real like I know he is, mm -hmm. I have everything to lose. I have my place in heaven to lose. With my family that's gone on before me. I don't want to lose. I don't want to miss out on heaven. Mm. I don't want to miss out on that. So please, 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 if you're thinking about um, giving your life to God, do it. Do it. You yeah. can, you know, there's, like I'm saying, if you're addicted or, or an alcoholic or just... At the bottom of your financial problem, anything, 